Las Vegas, we have a big favor to ask you. Just kidding. It's a small favor. Please help us make the show sustainable by taking our listener survey. We only need 100 people to do it, and then we can stop asking you. And you'll enter to win a $250 Visa gift card. What? Go to citycast.fm forward slash survey. Again, that's citycast.fm forward slash survey. Do it. Thank you. All of us probably know someone in town with high blood pressure, asthma, or diabetes who have consistent medications they got to come out of pocket for. Even with insurance, the price tag on our prescription drugs can be really expensive. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're talking about a law that could make certain prescription meds a whole lot cheaper for a whole lot of Nevadans. And some breaking news, the governor just vetoed that law. So will lawmakers bring it back next session? Reporter Camelot Todd from the Nevada Current breaks it all down for us. It's Tuesday, June 6th. I'm Bo Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Camelot Todd, welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So I know you're deep in legislative information, so we're going to pick your brain. What law just passed that could make our our prescription drugs cheaper and how does that work? Uh, Yeah, so AB 250 just passed both chambers. And essentially what it does is it allows Nevadans, even those who aren't on Medicaid, to negotiate at the same rate that Medicaid is allowed to negotiate drug prices. Mm-hmm. And that was through the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, so it's estimated to save Nevadans anywhere from 20 to 60 percent on their uh, prescriptions. So it's a pretty big deal. That's my kind of sale. <laughs> 20 to 60 percent closer to 60 is always better. But yeah, those are nice numbers. I was looking at that list of the drugs that it was posted on the legislature's website. Like, how do they come up with this list and why is it only 10 medications? So it's only 10 medications right now. Um, oh. And that is the highest need drugs um, that don't have generic alternatives and that cost Medicare the most amount of money. So that's on par with the federal IRA requirements. And those drugs will expand periodically um, on the same timeline. Who stands to gain the most from this? Like, how will this impact people with chronic illnesses, for example? Honestly, all Nevadans really gain from this, right? So a report last fall noted that half of all Nevadans reported being somewhat or very, you know, concerned about affording prescription drugs. And then one third did not fill a prescription, cut pills in half, skipped doses. It's really important for Nevadans who have prescription drugs that are much more costly. So if you look at people who have HIV or chronic conditions that their medication and copays can cost upwards of $1,000 a month, this will really help them get access to more affordable prescription prices. And during the hearings for this law, like what were some of the stories you heard from Nevadans? I mean, honestly, there were so many stories. 
not even just from everyday Nevadans, but from doctors who essentially said, I was put in a position where I told someone, you know, you have this illness, we have the medication to treat it so that you could live a healthy life. Unfortunately, this is the cost, even with your copay and your insurance and, and having people say, I can't afford it. So I will just let my illness progress, mm. um, which is a really heartbreaking thing as 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 a Nevadan or as someone in the healthcare industry to know that you could treat your patient, but they can't afford that care. Right. I've had times where with one of my doctors, there was a medication I needed and I forgot how much it was, but it was a grip. And she gave me like a coupon and it was a coupon that made this medication go from hundreds to five dollars. And I was like, yeah. If all it takes is this little piece of paper and it literally looked like they printed it out from the Internet <laughs> and sent it to me. So it feels like they just make it up. They're like, you know what? Ding. Like, you know, just, you know, little price stickers. You just walk around. You're just like, you know, $300, uh, $25. Like it just there's no it feels really haphazard. Do you have any kind of insight on why the drugs are so expensive? That is actually something that people who at, at the policy level, at the federal policy level, at the state policy level have been working on for decades, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to get these pharmaceutical companies information on what is included in the drugs, trade secrets, all of that out in the open. And they are pretty impressive at lobbying against any you know legislation or policy that would make it more transparent about how the cost is is um, presented to the public. So I would love to help you on that. I think that would be the scoop of the century, but uh, I can't help you. I mean, you, you know, I mean, the I can internal try. answer is greed. <laughs> it's, they're not going to give up their proprietary information. There's, there's no real incentive for a lot of these companies to have lower costs. I mean, there has been some some push by the federal government. Hmm. Um, The Build Back Better Act, which passed in August, did put in place um, some penalties if drug prices outpaced inflation, Hmm. but it's not entirely clear how they're going to enact those penalties and how they're going to kind of manage these companies when those things break. Yeah. So how is Medicare able to negotiate these lower prices while other pharmacies and hospitals aren't? That's actually a relatively new thing, too. So they hadn't been able to do that for a really long time until the Inflation Reduction Act, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, were not able to negotiate the prices of prescription drugs. They had restrictions on that. So it's a relatively new thing that they're able to do. And Nevada's law, bringing it back to AB 250, really builds off of that and extends that negotiation, those negotiation prices to all Nevadans, regardless of what insurance they have. Is there anyone actually against cheaper medications? And and if so, why? Like, what have you seen or heard? Yeah, so obviously the... Big pharma companies are against cheaper medication, right? And then there's a lot of people who stand to lose a lot of money, like big pharma, who don't benefit from lowering these drug prices. So the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, which 
represents a lot of the big prescription drug companies, argued that capping the prices at the Medicare negotiated prices would make it hard for pharmacists to obtain the drug for non-Medicare patients. So essentially what they're saying is, okay, so Medicare can negotiate lower prices for these drugs. If this is expanded to all health insurers, then pharmacists may have a hard time getting those drugs that are lower priced to all people who have different insurance outside of Medicare. So, you know, they're servicing the Medicare population at these negotiated prices. And now you have these prices open to all people. So people who may have skipped it or gone without now can get this drug at this price. And it might not be possible for a pharmacist to fulfill that prescription. Low-key, that sounds like a threat because it's not saying we can't make it. That That's my curiosity. They're not saying we can't make more of the medications. It sounds like they're saying, I don't know how your pharmacists are going to find enough medication. It don't make sense to me. <laughs> Does it I make mean, sense to you? Can't, am I tripping? You tell me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I am just... I'm repeating their argument, um, <laughs> okay. but the Assembly and Senate of Nevada did not buy that argument. So I think that says something. What else needs to be done in terms of access to prescription drugs? There's a lot that comes with that. So it would require Nevadans to have health insurance. That's good quality health insurance where their co-pays are not excessive and their insurance is accepted in many places. It would require Nevada to have and address pharmacy deserts. It would require Nevada to ensure access to medication is as readily available and affordable in a way that actually connects with Nevadans, right? It's one thing to talk about these policies or host press releases and, and press events it's another to actually engage with people who would stand to benefit the most mm. um, and make sure that, you know, they know this information's out there. They know how to navigate this relatively complex system. They have access to it. They have the transportation to get to to a pharmacy to get their prescription. You know, there's so many, so many little things yeah. as far as access to healthcare, as far as access to prescription um, that need to be addressed at every step of the way. Yeah. And when we talk about access, it makes me come back to what you said earlier about us needing to really look at our pharmacy deserts. And I feel like this metaphor keeps getting done. It's food deserts. <laughs> and now we have pharmacy deserts. But what does that mean when, when it comes to Las Vegas? Yeah. So we know that Las Vegas is a city that you have to have a car, right? You have to have Yep. access to reliable transportation because even walking a couple of blocks in this heat is thoroughly exhausting, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. So when we think about a, a pharmacy desert, it's usually low-income communities that have limited access to cars and are more than half a mile away from a pharmacy or more than a mile away from a pharmacy regardless of access to a car. Mm. So... That's from the University of Illinois. That's their definition. It's, they've really paved the research on pharmacy deserts. You know, if you look at low-income neighborhoods, 
they often overlap with food deserts, right? They often overlap with transportation deserts, other social determinants of health, right? Like like inaccessible or unaffordable housing. Mm-hmm. So you have all these other things that influence and impact health outcomes. And then the prescriptions that they need to to get are out of reach for a lot of them. And then you even have to think about, okay, if you go to CVS or Walgreens and you're waiting for your prescription and they call it in and they say, your prescription is going to be ready at six. And then you get there and we've all gotten there and it's not ready. It's another, you know, seven, eight, you know, it's at seven or 8 p.m. So you also have to think, do you have the time to get these prescriptions and, and wait for them? Not everyone has the ability to go pick up a prescription in the middle of a work day because that's when it's ready. And then you're often, you know, you go and you say, okay, my prescription is going to be $15. And you get to the counter and they're like, well, actually, it's $50. Like, oh, that, that wasn't the plan. And, and then you have to make that decision in that moment where it's like, I was told X and now you're telling me Y. And I don't have that, you know, that that difference to pay for my prescription. So I now am out of, you know, bus fare or or having to take an Uber and that money. And then in addition to that, the time off of work and I can't pay for this. So there's a lot of of barriers to accessing prescription. Yeah. I have had those days or like we wanted to call my insurance to be like, y'all want to check and double check that that's not like how much is my medication really? But because it's past 6 p.m. when I go pick up my meds, they're not there. We can't make that phone call. So gratefully, you know, I don't have any medications that I require to live on a day to day basis. So I'm, I'm grateful that at least some things are happening within the legislature to really address how people get their medication, how much it's going to cost, because it it matters. Yeah, it it absolutely does matter. And, and, you know, as as much as we like to kind of joke like, oh, if I'm injured, don't send an ambulance like it's too expensive. You know, as much as we make these really dark jokes about the cost of health care, preventative care and, and managing your prescriptions has the ability to not only manage your disease, revert it and extend your life, but it, it has the ability to improve the quality of life you have. So it's imperative that people can afford to to live. Yeah. That sounds so morbid. Um, sounds like something we should be doing, right? Like making sure people could afford to live. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I think you nailed it on the head. People should be able to afford to live. Camelot Todd, thanks for coming on CityCast Las Vegas and sharing your knowledge, girl. (laughs) Thank you for covering this. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Before you go, a few things you should know. Clark County is selecting the final design for the 1 October Memorial. But before they do, you can see the concepts by the five finalists on display in the Clark County Government Center. And you can check it out on their websites. You can attend the finalist presentations on June 14th or view it on the committee's Facebook page at 1 October Memorial. We'll have links in the show notes if you want to know more. Also, With almost 700 teens in the foster care system and another 100 staying in emergency shelters, the county says it's reached its highest ever number of teenagers needing placement. So it's appealing to local residents, that's us, to consider being foster parents. 
They fast-tracked the process by holding expedited training classes. Lastly, we want to give y'all a shout-out. Thank you for filling out the CityCast survey. And if you haven't done it already, do it, do it, do it. Especially if you want some power over what kind of ads you're going to hear on CityCast Las Vegas. It takes five minutes to do, you'll help keep the mics on, and enter to win a $250 Visa gift card. Go to citycast.fm forward slash survey. Again, that's citycast.fm forward slash survey. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and tell a friend. Seriously, go find your favorite CityCast episode and text it to your favorite person right now. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. This isn't depressing at all, Camelot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm really fun to have at parties. Yeah. <laughs>